Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Cultivating Keep. This is Jeremy and Corey. Hey, hey. Hey, sorry, I know you wanted to Dang it, dude. jump in. You were excited, I was, man. I was so ready to say, you were like, I'm Corey. And I said, Corey. That's right. I got it down. Well, I always kind of think it's awkward when you're like, I'm Corey. I'm Corey. And I'm Jeremy. It's kind of like, you know, <laughs> got a flow. Robotic. Like. That's right. Anyway, um, well, hey guys, welcome to the episode, to the podcast. Uh, this is the second one of 2019. Hey. So we're excited for the year. We have a lot of good stuff. Uh, but today we want to talk about the myth of being qualified for a job. Quote unquote qualified. Quote unquote. And before we dive into that, <laughs> yeah. I want to say it's kind of nice to just not have any announcements because normally it's like, yeah, hey guys, right first in. we want to, you know, now just like right into it. Hey guys. <laughs> Exactly like that. Kyle here. <laughs> Kyle here. <laughs> oh, uh, very few will, will know that's from. But anyway, so we just kind of wanted to share our experiences with this and kind of our personal testimonies of how this applies to us. And then we'll talk a little bit a little bit about um, just the idea of being qualified for a job and the myth that a lot of people will kind of limit themselves by and, and stick to, you know? Yeah. So <clears throat> the context is that I think a lot of people... Uh, think that they can only get jobs they're quote qualified for Mm -hmm. and qualified usually means that i need to um meet all the requirements of the job description i need to have the number of experience uh the degree the education the certification um you know whatever kind of the job experience is the industry experience in order to get this job um so most most people go through the jobs and they look for the ones that they're qualified for Mm -hmm that they think that they can get yeah. which isn't a terrible strategy but um but the reality is that you don't have to be qualified yeah. for a job and that most of the jobs that are placed um people are unqualified for technically mm-hmm. so th- that's what we're kind of talking about today is not that you can like get any job that you want and like become the ceo of google tomorrow mm-hmm. but like don't limit by yourself by the requirements that are on paper because that's not really how the world works today. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, so we're going to share, uh, yeah, we're going to share kind of our our experiences. Uh, for me, I'm going to share like details of kind of my work experience, kind of where I've come f- from, where I am today. Um, but yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to, to share kind of in depth my experiences and yeah. kind of go from there. So um, go for it. Uh, yeah, I, I've actually never had a job, like worked for someone besides like a, the family or my, myself, which is kind of hmm. uh, like in the past, I... Um, was kind of like kind of embarrassed about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I would say embarrassed, but like I wouldn't volunteer that information. I wouldn't. Um, I wasn't quick to share that. Like I just, I don't know. I think I often would get miscredited because or not. Yeah, yeah. Because daddy gave you a job. Because daddy gave me a job. <laughs> no, exactly. People think that, and so um, it kind of had me a little bit in a spot of like, I'm not going to share this if you ask. I, I guess I'll tell you about kind of thing, you know, or. Um, like a fun experiment I did was whenever I worked, so when I did work at Le Bon's, the family business, uh, anytime like I would meet a new client or, or like a or like a competitor, I would never say I was the boss's son. I always just say, mm. oh, my name's Jeremy. Like, yep. Yeah, don't make that mistake. Yeah, and so it was, but it was fun because people would often like, you know, like bad mouth, bad mouth, like Le Bon's or like mm. my dad. And it, but they wouldn't know I was like, you know, boss's son. And then it was great to be like, oh, by the <laughs> way, it's my daddy. But, <laughs> uh, anyway, so. I think for a long time I was like under the pressure of like just the negative connotation that it has, like being the boss's son. Like when you think of the boss's son, um, more times than not, it's like a negative thought. I mean, I'm assuming that's probably how like most people think. I know in my experience, yeah. like that was, those were my interactions. People often had just negative feelings automatically about me before I had any chance to prove myself. It was just negative. And so you're talking about like, Coworkers, yeah, coworkers, customers, customers, competitors. Yeah. I mean, everything. It was just 
oh, you're the boss's son? Oh, I'm going to take a step oh. back. Like that, that kind of thing. Um, so for me, uh, my experience, you know, I uh, pretty early on was, was in a job I was definitely like not qualified for. Um, I, I, the job I held, you know, so when I was 18, almost 19 is when I started, became an account manager. And uh, it's not like a super complicated job. But after that, I, now that I've done it, I think like anyone Wait, can, how old were you? I think I was almost 19. 19. Like 18. And what does an account manager do? So an account manager well, is different in every industry, but um, like the general theme that would go across all industries is like an account manager um, is basically in charge of managing the success of, you know, relationships with a client. So mm-hmm. your job is essentially to keep your clients happy. And so you handle uh, all requests, complaints. Um, your goal is to retain them and then hopefully generate uh, more leads for your marketing team. So that was kind of my job to keep, keep clients happy. Yeah. So in a nutshell. And uh, I was for sure like un- unqualified, right? I didn't have like the degree that I needed. I didn't have the certifications. I didn't have the experience. Um, but at the time when I took over the job, there was a need. The person we had quit, and so I had to step in. And so right away, like being the boss's son, being really like the youngest person probably like, in the industry in that position, like yeah. it didn't look good, right? It's like oh, this this the kid, look, this kid was given this job. It was kind of like the general like theme people felt. Yeah, and um. It's just it's just funny like as like the boss's son like that outlook people think like it's easy I mean everyone probably thought I was like the highest paid person they probably thought it was just hand to me most people don't think I had to work hard like that's kind of just like the assumptions people make yeah. you like, have a throne at your desk and you get pampered with that, yeah I mean <laughs> you're, we're laughing but that's like literally like fame that I yeah, face yeah. but like the reality is like it's so different from that and like I don't think people like really like understand and so from my experience like that's kind of what I was in being under I was actually underqualified but I was I was in this position so for me it was kind of like this is where I am like and so what am I going to do with it kind of that was always my approach um, but one thing I always kind of like a few things I wrote down of what I experienced was like coworkers, like new coworkers, automatically like didn't respect me that was what I experienced mm. uh, but this is not like just before they had any idea who I was and like my work ethic they just like, again oh you're the boss's son like let me you know back up from you that was how like most people are um you know, most people that I worked with over time, like we became friends and, you know, I had their respect, but initially it was the opposite. Um, like being a boss of son, when you fail, everyone knows that you fail and it's like, it's just known. Like people like to kind of point that out and like, I, I have like memories that come to mind like when I messed up, like it was, like everyone knew about it and it was like funny, yeah. whatever. It's the talking point of the company or for the day. Yeah. Like, did you hear that Jeremy, blah, blah. Super small example, but um, at my dad's house, uh, this was my, so this is like right when I became an account manager. So <laughs> I was like barely 19. Uh, he just had like uh, artificial grass put in at his house and me and Nick actually were having um, a fire shout out to Nick Loudon and we were having like, a little like bonfire in the backyard and I'm not sure why but we like moved the fire off of the pavement onto the grass don't know why <laughs> and it's like a foot and a half off the ground so it's like obviously the heat is going to melt the grass but we just oh, for some reason did that right. so we put the fire pit on the grass and we're out there for like an hour and a half two hours and when, when we pulled it off the whole like like under the f- the fire pit was all black oh. and like melted and it was like probably like three and a half feet by, by like three feet it's like a good chunk um that weekend was like our company christmas party and my dad and for the whole company like announced like what <laughs> happened and then as a joke he told everyone that i tried to make the fake grass come back so i tried watering it which <laughs> i obviously didn't that's but a great joke th- that your dad got you so bad yeah but that's an example right i messed up everyone knew and it was like that's amazing. Uh, that was funny um 
I was so I was uh, severely not severe. That sounds weird to say severely. I was extremely uh, underpaid, like for the whole time I was there. Um, the job I had uh, again, I, like I said, I want to share details, but uh, like the average industry pay was between fifty and eighty five thousand a year. It was like the, like the standard like base salary. Uh, I did the job for about a year and a half at thirteen dollars and fifty cents an hour, um, and o- over like the course of four years of being f- four more years in the job. Like I got little raises, like little by little, but it wasn't until my very last year being there, after five and a half years, I was raised to fifty thousand. Like that's the base salary. It took me like that almost six years to get to like the starting pay for the industry, and I just, I wanted to share that detail because um, like I was un- underqualified in this position, but like that was the reality of it for me, be- be- largely because I was underqualified and had the um, experience my employer you know felt it was just to underpay me for that right i'm not speaking like directly uh i got my um uh like when i say employer I mean, like my dad i'm saying in general yeah. i think in the workplace people face that they're not qualified so their employer will will pay them less than a starting pay totally and that i don't think that's acceptable i don't think that should be the standard i think if you can do the job you can you should be rewarded yeah. um so that was one thing I experienced. Like again, that mentality of oh, boss's son overpaid. Like no, like far from that. Like far most of my people that I managed were like well, way, way above what I was getting paid. And I remember like guys would often ask me, oh, you probably get paid. And I remember a few times I just told them I got paid, and they literally did not believe me. <laughs> I'm like, this is the reality. Like this yeah. is the, what I am against right now, kind of thing, you know. So there was that. Um, uh, again, being like underqualified in the position and being young. Uh, I had to, like I had to really compete hard. It was kind of one point I wrote down. Like any, <clears throat> we had five. So there's five account managers. I was one of five, and I was like obviously the youngest. Most of them were double my age, and so, um, you know everything for our company was very like public. So every like territory we called them, uh, all of, like your numbers were exposed. And so however like I did like my retention, my oh, sales, great. like everyone saw what I did. And so, um, I just made it my goal basically to outdo everyone. That was always my goal. And so. Like that meant often like being the first one there in the morning, the last one to leave at night. Like I, I had to work hard and work long to like compete against my competitors or not my competitors, but like my coworkers. And like, again, most people like want to recognize or, or think that. Um, and then like, lastly, I want to put down, I think this is an important one. Uh, I think people think as like the boss has done that stereotype uh, that I think people think that the path and the uh, trajectory for like you being at that company is like very clear. Like, mm. you know, the plan to take over. It was like the opposite of that. Um, so when I was le- in the process of leaving Lebon's, and I was like interviewing for jobs, I uh, like was gonna. I was interviewed for a job, and like on my second interview, they gave me like a. I think they call like a growth chart or like I figure what it's called. Yeah. But it was like a ten year like step. Like in ten years, like you follow oh, wow. these steps, and here's where you'll be. And it was like a chart, like a, all this, all this stuff, and it was super clear. Like I had nothing like that when right. I was working right. with the family business. And uh, I, I think in most jobs, or if you're not like family, like that's a common thing to have, um, like you know, very clear expectation. And I, I just didn't have that. And I'm not trying to like slander, or, like talk down on my experience with my family business. I'm just like sharing like the details of what actually happened. Um, and I think I've talked a little bit about like owning my, owning my own business now. So I'm, I'm not going to go into details on that. Um, but I think with like both of these areas, like I was, I am, and I was like underqualified. Like I wasn't really qualified to be in, in the job that I had at Le Bon's. And then now like owning a business, like, yeah, I have a degree and I have like some work experience, but the truth is like, I'm not qualified for what I do. Um, but it doesn't mean like I, I can't do it. That doesn't mean that yeah. I can't do it well either. And that's how I, and I think that we talked about in the beginning, a lot of, um, like it's easy to be in a mindset of like, we think of our options. We think of 
um, like careers or like jobs we want to pursue. And we first look at, okay, what are we good at? What are we qualified? And then we start like looking from like there down. And I think it's a good place to start. Like it's a good place to start like thinking like, you know, what are you good at and what are you qualified for? But that doesn't have to like limit us. We, we really can do, yeah. I think what we talked about like what we feel called for or like passionate about. Um, but the reason why like, I share those details, because I think the reality is if you're, if you're going to do a job you're unqualified for, I think there are some like negative consequences. I mean, like for me, like a lot of I ex- what, I've, what I experienced was because mm. I chose to go into a job I wasn't qualified for. I had the face yeah. of like a lot of opposition. And so again, like that's why I share those details because that's the reality of it. Um, at least for me it was. And I think, you know, people would have different experiences, but like for me, like that's kind of what it meant. So yeah, it's kind of a lot. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you have any comments or questions, but I have more questions yeah. after, uh, okay. after I share mine. Yeah. Um, cause I think it'll relate better. Yeah. But, um, so my, my experience with being unqualified is, uh, about two years ago, I was about to, um, graduate from college and I didn't have an agree, a degree yet. And, uh, finally, so I was looking for jobs and I was trying to figure out like, I knew I was about to be engaged to Monique and I knew that I was going to graduate soon. So I figured I had to start planning for like what I was going to do after college, what kind of job I was going to get afterwards. And I'd kind of like wavered, you know, the beginning of college, like I'm going to do accounting. And then like by my sophomore year, it was like, I want to do financial planning or financial advisory. And then by my junior year, I kind of figured, well, um, actually the college I went to didn't have an accounting major. So I decided to switch to marketing and then, uh, and then, after that, then I kind of like adopted the marketing kind of stuff. And I figured I'd do something in marketing or business development or even sales. And so I started looking around and one of the first jobs that I can look for was uh, something like an agency. So I found this really neat job in North Park, you know, San Diego is like a super trendy area at an agency that works with um, e-commerce stores that are on Amazon. I remember this. Yeah. And I was super stoked about it. Like looked at the job and I was like, you know, like I'm kind of qualified for this. Like, I think I can really get it. So I got on the phone with this guy on for like a phone interview and within like the first, you know, it was kind of your classic, like, well, tell me about yourself. And I was, so I was telling him about, you know, where I was born and you know what I wanted to do. I was going to college and then it being kind of, I kind of like exposed that I hadn't graduated college yet and uh and he was like wait so so wait can you not work full-time yet like you still have another semester i was like i was like yeah so like it wasn't clear on the application but and he just cut me off he was like oh sorry well um we're we're really hiring for someone full-time like call me back when uh when you're graduated and i was like okay and then like he hung up <laughs> i was like i remember you like oh story. my gosh i just got hung up on that was your first like, experience on, my like, first experience trying to get a job outside of college sucks. um so I was like, this kind of sucks. And that, that really... This kind of sucks. Yeah. Well, it really made me realize, like, it's so hard mm-hmm. to find a job that you're qualified for. Mm-hmm. And especially in the business world, I mean, you never, like, had to go... Well, no, you did, actually. You did have to go look for a job after you graduated. And uh, and for me, it was so daunting because you go look around and you think, like, I'm prepared now. I have a degree. Like... I've done an internship or two, like I'm ready to tackle whatever it is. And then you go, go look at all the job descriptions and you know, you like check the box to filter for like entry level or like, um, you know, like starter kind of positions. And you look through there and you start realizing they all say like, you know, three years relevant industry experience and like MBA instead of just bachelor degree. And, uh, it'll say, you know, like, 
you know, must have proficient skills in Excel and X, Y, and Z and use this software the and use that software. On everyone's resume ever. Yeah, right? Like, all, yeah, all the things yeah. proficient in Excel and Microsoft Suite. But, uh, <laughs> But I was like, wait a minute, like three years experience, like how would I have three years experience if I just graduated college? Like I go to college and so I can get a job to get experience, but they want me to come out of college already having experience, even though I haven't had any experience. It just, it doesn't make any sense. Right. So I was like, wow, like that's when I realized I'm, it's, I'm going to be unqualified for any job that I try to get basically. So then I started looking around Googled blessed places to work in San Diego, started going through all the websites, looking through other career pages, found one here in San Diego for a company called Cordial for a marketing intern. Um, uh, you know, emailed him, submitted my resume and my cover letter, applied, uh, and then that Thursday I got hired on for the internship. And but again, the same thing, except it was a different experience where the job description was like um, graduated. Uh, MBA preferred, you know, you have like these skills, this experience, you've worked with other startups before. I didn't have any of that mm. whatsoever, but I got the job. Because um, you lied, right? <laughs> no, yeah. I lied about everything. No, but I, I didn't lie. Actually, I think the, the thing that really got me in the door was my cover letter because the prompt was basically um, like, what does marketing mean to you? How do you think about things? Like, what would you recommend for us? So I just write, wrote like a one page, really concise thing of what I thought it was. And apparently it was like far and above anything else that anyone else had written, which is surprising because I didn't think it was that good. But even then I realized, so I got the job and then I realized even more, well, if I'm unqualified for the job and I got the job, that means that pretty much everyone else who was applying for the job definitely wasn't any more qualified than me because then they should have gotten the job, right? Three months later, uh, my internship wraps up, I graduate college, and then I get a full-time job as a marketing manager at a software startup. And this is like the, and I didn't really know it at the time, but it was, that's so unusual because usually um, if you're a software startup and you raise uh, what's called venture capital and your growth is like a hockey stick and you're just going up and to the right, it's exciting, you're hiring mm -hmm. people. You know, we, we had just raised $6 million in investment and I was the first kind of marketing person hired on to the team. Literally didn't have a yeah. single day of experience. I just got a, a bachelor's degree in marketing from a no-name college in East County, San Diego. <laughs> like there was literally no way that I could ever be qualified for that kind of job. Um, but again, I think the, the, the tough part about being very unqualified. I, mean, I think everyone is unqualified for the job that they do to some degree. But the tough part about being really unqualified for a job is like you said, like you, the odds are kind of stacked against you and you have to fight other things. You have to fight expectations. You have to fight being the underdog a little bit. You have to fight kind of other people's perception of you a little bit. And you kind of have to, to manage that a lot. Um, so I spent two years there um, got a lot of great experience, did a lot of things that I was unqualified for. I ran my first ads. I was writing blog posts. I was managing, you know, I was sponsoring conferences and setting up booths and traveling, you know, to Chicago and San Francisco, all things that were like, Hey, can you go do this? Or like, Hey, do you think you can manage this? It was always like, yeah, sure. I'll figure it I've, out. Yeah. I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I've never done this before. So we'll see what happens, but yeah. I don't know like, you know, how it's going to turn out. And then um, it always ended up turning out pretty well. 
And then, you know, I'm only two years into my experience outside of college. Um, and, uh, a job recommendation or a job kind of posting comes up for a company that I've followed for a long time. And, uh, I had kind of, I had been following the founder for a while, followed the company. They were very well known. I didn't know how big they were or, you know, how much, you know, how, how big the team was, but I knew that they were kind of a big deal. Like they had a lot of good brand and a lot of people knew, um, they had a good reputation around the industry. And so I, I figured what the heck, like I'm happy at my job, uh, but you know, I've done well, but like, I'll just apply. And this job was for the head of growth for this company, which is like no longer kind of your entry level kind of position. Like it's it's sort of like a leadership position. And I was like this, I mean, there's no way that I'm going to get it, but I'll just apply anyway. Cause if there's any job, you know, I might as well, like what's the worst that, it, that can happen. Ended up talking to him for about two and a half months, um, exchanging emails, doing some phone interviews, uh, talking a lot back and forth, submitting some ideas, um, and ended up getting the job <laughs> out of what I'm pretty sure were like at least a thousand applicants. And I, he didn't, you know, interview that many, he probably interviewed a couple dozen. Um, but I'm two years out of college and I managed to grab a spot for the head of growth, which is a leadership position at a really well-known software company. It's like pretty, pretty unheard of. And, not, and I'm not saying that to brag at all. I'm saying that like as shocked you know, like as, as being shocked myself, I, I can't even still believe that I get the opportunity to do it. Um, the job recommend, and the funny part is that, so for that company, he had a really great job description, didn't have any hard and fast requirements about like degrees or um, certifications or experience or anything like that. Um, most other ones do. Most other ones, like a company like that, would require an MBA, it would require five to 10 years of industry experience, it would require, you know, a bunch of recommendations from executives at big companies. Um, it would require like very like, you know, a strong track record and a personal brand. Um, and there was no way that I could ever be prepared for the mm-hmm. job that I'm doing now. And so now I get to do it and I'm doing great. I think, <laughs> you think? I think hopefully, um, no, it, it, things are going well and I'm, and I'm happy with what I've done so far. It's only been a month, so there's a lot to go, but, I think, um, and so like we're, I mean, we're at really cool places now because I'm at a job that I really enjoy that, um, I've kind of dreamed of for a while. You're now a business owner and doing, you know, awesome stuff and growing the business. I have a bunch of new ideas, but I think the funny part is like that it could have been anyone. Like there's nothing special yeah. about us at all. You know what I mean? Like we, I think that one of the, the cool things that allowed us to, um, to get jobs that we're really unqualified for is just putting us ourselves in uh, unique opportunities and, and u- unique positions in life to be able to kind of snatch it up and do it. Mm-hmm. And like, Hey Jeremy, like there's um, an opportunity to buy a business. Like, what do you think? Like you weren't really thinking like, mm-hmm. I want to buy a business this Not year. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like way different from what I was planning. Yeah. So, I wasn't yeah. even, I no, wasn't yeah. even thinking like, I want to get a new job. I'm not happy here. I was just thinking, what the heck? What's the worst that can happen? But because we put ourselves out there, then things happen. So, well, I think it's interesting as you're talking that um, so even after you know you said you graduated college and then you had over two years of uh, work experience in this industry, uh, and then this opportunity came up, like, and you're still unqualified, right? Um, and for, yeah. for me, like same thing. You had I worked where I went to college, so I had more like working experience, but still after almost six years of like five and a half years of work experience like still just not qualified for this new opportunity um 
but not not looking at it and saying, oh man, I'm not qualified. I'm not going to do it. But like you're saying, just kind of yeah. here's opportunity and kind of doing it. And like now there's like the fruit of that. There's obviously hard, but I mean it's uh yeah. I mean now we have the opportunity. So um, yeah, I think it's interesting. Like thinking back because as you're telling a story, like I remember you telling me like, oh hey dude, like you know. I just found his company in Hillcrest. Like, you know, I remember you like showing me photos of it. And I remember when you, yeah, I, I feel like everything you've done, Corey, has been like a step up. Like and by that, I mean, so that was your first, like you had your eyes on that job and you really wanted it. And it actually like looks super cool when you showed me photos. Yeah, like, oh, I'm sure wow, it's a great that's company. like trendy and like yeah. fun. I looked cool, but that didn't happen. I remember you were super bummed. And then Cordal came along, which was, I feel like obviously like a better step for your career. Oh, it definitely was. And uh, like hearing about it, and like, again, like seeing photos of it and all that, and like, the company like was clearly better for you. And then like now, a couple years later with Barometrics, like kind of same thing. It's a smaller company, but it's like more the direction you want to go. It's more narrowed. It's uh, you know, it's uh, like a step up in you know, kind of your ranking and where you're at of like responsibility. Like, and you're doing what you want to do. You want to work from home, so you're you're like that much yeah. closer from like starting your own business. And so. It's cool just to look back and like see like the steps, but like you said, you know each one came with an opportunity. Uh, I think you should go in detail about how you found Barometrics because you followed that company, but then didn't he like he posted something right, and then you reached out to him like, and that's how it all started. Is that is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So he was um, back in like May or June of this year. So I got hired in December. So about like six months before I even got hired, he started posting around on Twitter asking people like. Hey, I'm, uh, you know, I'm looking to hire someone in some sort of marketing or sales kind of role. Like, um, you know, here's the context where, you know, I think there were seven people at the time were doing like, you know, X amount of revenue a year. Like, what would you recommend? And, you know, a couple of people said like, you know, he was like, well, maybe I should do like uh, a sales development guy or maybe I should do like business development or maybe should I do like a content marketing manager, which are kind of all more like entry level kind of positions, you know, kind of marketing manager kind of positions. And then, uh, everyone was like, no, you should hire a head of growth, um, head of growth, head of growth, head of growth, you know, growth because which is kind of like the, the theme and a growth in the tech scene is like a blend between sales and marketing. And, um, <clears throat> and so I, I'd saw that I think, Oh, that's interesting. They're probably going to you know hire someone soon. And then, and then he finally, he posted around a couple more times in between there, but then in September is when he made the job posting and then it was, you know, for a head of growth. So I kind of already knew like where he was coming from a little bit mm-hmm. and what he was looking for and, you know, all the things that people had said. And then funnily enough, um, and let me know if I'm answering your question, but like during the interview process, you know, for kind of each stage that everyone was passing through, you'd ask Twitter again, like, you know, what kind of tests can you run a mm-hmm. marketing person through? Or like, what kind of, what are the right questions I should be asking? Or, and he would just post it kind of openly and publicly. And so I was watching as it happens, like, oh, like, I wonder if I made it kind of the next round. Mm-hmm. And, and then sure enough, he'd email me again with the same things that people on Twitter were saying, or the same things that he was responding back yeah. to people on Twitter. Now, didn't you, um, back in May when he had that post, didn't you comment on that? I think I might have actually. I remember you telling me you did. I remember you said you commented and then he, I think, or you guys were emailing or something. Yeah. And then he, I think he asked you if you wanted to apply. Oh, okay. So. And then you were like, I think you said no, right? Or you're like, yeah, sure, sure. Why not? Like kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. So when he, when he made the recommendation, I was really, when he made the job posting in Mm -hmm. September, I was really excited for them. And I was like. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, and then, okay, yeah, and then I, I, I had just had like this flurry of like ideas. ideas yeah, and, you, and so I just like started writing them all down. And so then I just like, I was like, well, I should just like send it to him. Like, why not? So I emailed him. I was like, hey, like, 
not you know not looking to apply but uh um just that i like throw this by your way like i hope this helps you know in some way like you sure you don't want to apply <laughs> yeah so like i sent all these ideas he's like oh this is really cool like are you sure you don't want to apply and i was like and then i like right after that i applied and then he went back and i was like actually you know i think i will like why not and he's like oh like super glad like okay we'll be in touch soon um so i think that also helped like emailing him even before i applied and like kind of provided a lot of helpful mm-hmm. you know advice and guidance based on my own experience and just kind of like put myself out there of like yeah. hey hope this is helpful for you like no you know you can use this however you want do with it but like yeah. no obligations yeah i mean i think that story is super cool because uh i remember for a while like i mean you were content at cordial and you liked it yeah. but uh, I remember like you had been talking about for a while, like wanting more, like you, you know, right. you want more responsibility. I know there's like a lot of change with like management. And so uh, for a while you just talked about wanting kind of the next step. And uh, like this kind of funny because this opportunity didn't like really come your way. You in a sense kind of like stepped into it. Like you saw it happening. Yeah. Um, and I think even like in that, there's something we can pull out of that. Like I think just being involved in like your scene or your industry and kind of like keeping up with things is like a good place to start oh, totally if you w- weren't weren't active on twitter weren't involved in like these kind of news feeds and kind of these areas you would have had no idea like this yeah. was happening so you saw that happen but more than being like evolved you i mean you reached out like that's pretty cool like you and, and the, i think the way you did it was like hey like can i have a job no you just kind of <laughs> right. gave advice and oh here's my two cents and then sure enough like that sparked his interest and then like here we are now so i think it's a super cool story and i yeah. think just uh like that's like an example of kind of going after an opportunity um, and yeah. then, you know, making it happen. So that's super cool. A cool analogy um, that I always remember. And I always tell people when they're asking me or, you know, like, Hey, I want to get a job or I think about going to this, like, but I don't really feel like I'm qualified or like maybe I'm not going to get the job is that um, like quite literally, if you look at job recommendations and you look at job posting, job, job descriptions mm-hmm. and all the different requirements that you need to be qualified, um, if you only did the jobs that you were qualified for, you would never move up. So think about like, if I, for example, my very first job out of college or out of high school was at Jamba Juice. If all I did was what I was qualified for, then I would still be making smoothies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like for every new job, you have to do things that you're unqualified for. Which, or if you're a janitor yeah. and you're sweeping or you're cleaning, like you're never going to do anything else besides be a janitor if you never do anything that you're unqualified for like being unqualified is actually a very natural thing in your career yeah yeah i mean i that, that's scary like not yeah it's hard i mean it's not like it's uncomfortable i you know for me when i um like was transitioning out of the bonds i wasn't sure what i was going to do next and so i kind of started like looking for a job and uh like that was my first time experiencing that. And it's hard, like, oh, you know, filling applications hard. and kind of like, you know, your resume and looking through stuff, like everything is kind of daunting and like, it takes comes a lot with, of time, a lot of time. Uh, it all, it all seems like I, I felt like consistently, like I was not good enough for this. It's kind of how I felt like yeah. every job just kind of felt like, yeah, well above my head. And, uh, the one job I was, you know, looking into it, it was like a financial like advisory role. And what I, what I found was after like I got in the process and I think it's good to say like, I think most of the time it's not as like hard or like as big and bad as we think it is. You know, once you start doing it, once you kind of get talking with the, the recruiter who's who's hiring you, like you'll yeah. find that most times they're really cool, they're really friendly, yeah. and it's just not as hard as you think. And so, yeah. um, 
that's that's what I experienced, and I ended up like not doing it. But I mean, I got to the spot to where like the job was offered to me, and, and the whole process was really like really cool. Really, it was good for me to do. I guess like learn how this kind of thing goes. Um, but it wasn't as hard as I thought. I remember thinking like I'm never gonna get this job. It's gonna be super hard. And the guy was super cool, and it was a great experience. Yeah. Um, but I think part of it is just taking a step and like just doing it. Um, and kind of like you said, like seeing the opportunity and like stepping into it. Yeah. Part of the hard part too is that, um, like hiring managers and employers don't really make it that much easier for you either because usually the jobs that they put out there are for people that don't exist. They'll make just job descriptions <laughs> and point. requirements of people like who they don't even know of, you know, like yeah. go find a person that has these requirements. Like they're not going to find them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they don't exist. So people often like, Oh, we want someone who, uh, you know, has spent 10 years in the industry and has an MBA and like they're putting together like this perfect person but they don't even know if that person really is out there or exists. Mm -hmm. The other thing too is that for a lot of times, and this is kind of embarrassing for a lot of companies, they just copy and paste their, uh, their job description from another job description they found online, Mm -hmm. just a random one, just another one. Like, Oh, that's, this sounds good. This will help us find someone that's good regardless of whether or not they're a good fit or whether or not it's accurate. Um, but people always usually hire or they, they describe a job, as if it's this very technical advance yeah, because yeah. they're trying to filter out kind of people who are maybe like too unqualified for it. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that they know too that the people that they're going to get aren't probably qualified mm-hmm. for this job or the way that they're describing mm-hmm. the job. Um, so you have to know like it, and maybe it's a good thing too. Like if you're qualified for the job, maybe you should look for something better or higher up yeah. in the organization too. So you never know. Yeah, well, it's good. I mean, it's like in a nutshell, kind of what we've, we've talked about is that, uh, you know, you can get a job you're not qualified for. You know, I think more yep. time, more times than not, you won't be qualified, but you can do it. Um, but what we talked about, especially like early on in your career, like that's with that comes like difficulty, right? And being an underdog. You have to be and, willing to. Yeah, it's just yeah. not going to be easy. But um, and then I think another kind of theme is that I, I think the theme is like you're in a sense, you may always feel unqualified and like not you may not be ready for that job or position you want or that you may get, but that's kind of just a part of the process. So. Yeah. I think be expectant that you're going to be unqualified and then learn to be okay with it. Yeah. I learned to always be okay with being unqualified with the things that you're doing. Um, so yeah. Fire. Take us home, Corey. All right. I'll take us home. Get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird, dude. <laughs> Creepy. Um, thanks for listening. If you have any comments, feedback for us, feel free to message us. You can email us at cultivateandkeep.com. Um, share with your friends. Leave us a rating and review on iTunes or anyone else that, or anywhere else that you listen to your podcasts. Uh, you can also check out our blog at cultivateandkeep.com slash blog. That's a whole bunch of other stuff. But in reality, all we really want you to do is share this with one of your friends. So... Appreciate it, and we'll talk to you guys in the next one. Peace.